the restaurants you love, the food you crave, and the people that make it all happen. We tell their stories on the Paper Trails Podcast with Albemarle Paper Supply. All right, guys, and we're back for the second part of episode nine with Cloyster Honey. And so Randall and Joanne, and so I know outside we spent a lot of time with Randall. He talked about uh, the birds and the bees, so to speak, and so <laughs> no pun intended there. But um, actually, the pun was intended. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, yeah, you know what? Let's let's talk about. You know, I know we got into it a little bit. We said what December of '05 or '06 was the first hive, the first box. What do you call yeah. it? First, first yeah, first hive. First yeah. hive. So. Yeah. Give us a little history, because you know you. I mean, obviously, you know, I, I'm I'm now finding out, man. You got you guys, you guys are a national company. We mm-hmm. you ship out. You know, obviously, a percentage of the business is here in Charlotte, North Carolina, local. We have stores, you know, that that sell the products. Might be fifteen percent, maybe. Fifteen percent of fifteen, ten, fifteen, maybe. Where 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 are they? If, if somebody wants to buy locally, is there any, any spots we can take them to, or is online better? Like, what's what's On- Online's great. Savory spice is great. Poor olive is good. Creative by nature. Um, Actually, there's just some We're going to orange cheese. Yeah, orange really, cheese. She does a great job. Seventh cool. Street Market. So, yep, yep, down um, yeah, both savory spices, as Randall mentioned, because they have their, our product open so you can taste it. Wow. Tonight. The Beehive okay. in Overstreet. Yeah. Um, so there's several places oh, here yeah. locally. Absolutely. So, and we're sorry we left anybody out. Yeah, Fresh <laughs> Market, yeah. Strawberry yeah. Hill. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so so if, if you're local in the area, you know, the suburbs of Charlotte, Mecklenburg County, obviously there's a dozen or so places you can go Easy. and visit. Yeah. Um, you know, but I mean, you guys do. I mean, and as you guys can see right here, I mean, I am thoroughly impressed. I love it. The packaging, the straws, what do they call honey straws? Honey straws yeah. uh, there's 20 different flavors. Yeah. You know, so we have cinnamon and orange blossom and you know chipotle we we talked about earlier yeah. and so but mm-hmm. um but how, how did we get here how did we get the 20 flavors i mean because you know w- one thing we talked you know kind of off air was you know i think a lot of times people see now mm-hmm. yeah you know right. uh, 15 <laughs> <Right>. years later <laughs> it's easy now you know yes. yeah like wow like you have a warehouse an operation and we have hives in the back mm-hmm. and you know you have land up in the mountains mm-hmm. and we Take them there because the the flavor. Pl- I mean, yeah. how does it even get there? You know, if, if somebody and you know what, I guess the reason I ask is, you can apply whatever mm-hmm. you say to your business yeah. to anything. Almost, yes. almost you, either, yeah. Landscape, yeah. roofing company, gutters, restaurant, moving. Company. You know, yes. moving company. <laughs> yeah. You guys had. Um, you know, so say say somebody's out there and they want to start a baking business and they want to mm-hmm. start from their house and they want to start small and keep. You know. How does a business grow like that? You know, because you know, you guys didn't have a moving company as well, you know, and so you have some experience in business Small ownership. Business. Yeah. So, so how do we get here? Yeah. Give us the backstory. You know, whoever wants to, and I'll jump in. Okay. Because I'll talk. Well, I'll start. I'll start with how we started, and then I guess I'll give my thoughts on okay. how somebody should grow. Okay. Because we've done it a little differently, I think, than some other companies. Okay. Definitely, friends of ours have kind of done it the same way, but. Um, so, you know, as we had mentioned, I gave Randall a hive for Christmas one year and we just started producing honey and we, as he likes to say, we produce more, well, we, not we, the bees produced more honey than we had friends to give it to. Okay. And so we were somewhere and, um, somebody had said, you know, you guys should sell at a farmer's market. So there used to be a farmer's market. There still is, um, outside of the Bank of America building, um, Trade and try on. Okay. And we went there, and Randall would go um, on a Friday and he would sell honey. Mm-hmm. And he did really well. 
before school let out. And then when school was over, every teacher in North Carolina almost keeps honey. And they're what? kind of like, they're hobbyists. Okay. They have one or two hives and they produce 60, 100 pounds, 50 pounds, pounds. whatever they produce and they go to the farmer's market and they sell it. Okay. And he came home and he was a little frustrated because he had done really well and then all of a sudden the competition was there. Okay. He's like, how do we compete? Because they come in selling their honey. Where we were selling it for 9 or $10 a pound, they were selling it for 6 Many They were just trying to dump. 200 pounds and make $1,200 and walk away and they're done. Yeah. You know, they're not, they're taking the money, go to the beach and that's it. Yeah. And, and so. we hadn't really thought of it as a business, right. but we had just thought of it somewhere between hobby and business. Okay. So it wasn't like we were like, this is what we're going to do because uh -huh. we really but both it, had full-time yeah. jobs, but it was just something that we were like, I wonder how this would do. So it was more of a question for us, I think. And so Randall came home and he's like, we have to do something different. I don't know what it is. And I was that's like, a, well, let's come up with, you know, he's like, that's the Randall, business owner mind, right? Exactly. Like, it's like, hold on. Yeah, something like, this we is have to adjust. Me. Right, right. There's too much competition. I have to rise. And so we came up with, well, we knew about crystallized honey. And um, so cinnamon crystallized honey, crystallized honey with cinnamon has been out there. And I saw, thought, yeah, all right, well, let me try to do it. Okay. And then as soon as I did it, I was like, okay, well, let me try other flavors. What, what is crystallized honey? Good. So honey, honey wants to crystallize. Oh, like it, it, you know, honey in your cupboard kind of gets chunky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crystallizing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So all honey wants to crystallize. So the only thing we do is we take regular wildflower honey, cotton honey, we take good honey, and then we put in a small amount of honey that has already crystallized. And those, that honey acts as a seed. Or starter. Or starter. Okay. And so we blend it really well, uh -huh. add our flavors to it, and then it crystallizes. It sets up semi-solid, like almost like butter. Okay. Yeah, butter. yeah. And um, what happens is, since honey is so dry, the cinnamon will not dissolve. It's not a, um, what's it called? It, oh no. No, the moisture level? Yeah, well, I put chocolate milk. Chocolate, it's chocolate milk. There's no separation between the milk and the chocolate Particles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's in different. honey, it, there's totally different. There's yeah. honey particles and there's cinnamon. And the cinnamon is not dissolved in there. Okay. Because mm, honey sorry. is okay. less than 18% moisture. And because the moisture level is so low, it can't, uh, it doesn't real, it doesn't melt anything. Like it won't melt a dry ingredient. Uh -huh. So you could mix, mix cinnamon in with your honey, but if you did too much, it's going to be gooey. It's going to come to the top. Be, there's going to be gotcha, striations, gotcha. and you're going to taste dry ground honey and cin and I'm sorry, dry ground cinnamon, cinnamon and honey. honey. And so to encapsulate the cinnamon, you have to create a molecule, a honey molecule that goes around it, or that can, or it can okay, sit okay. within. And and it's a crystallized honey is not rocket science, but it is a pain because you can't get it too cold like a refrigerator. Or it, nothing will happen. And you can't have it too warm or it won't crystallize at all. Mm. And so there's a happy medium. And that's what we've been able to figure out. And this is kind of the, the recipe. It's the, we do the hard stuff. That's why we have so many flavors is it's easy to pour something like orange blossom honey or wildflower honey. And that's why there's so many people do. Yeah. It's not as easy to make cinnamon, cocoa, ghost pepper, lavender, pumpkin spice, you know, to get to these 20 and do it at a high quality because we don't, we don't skimp on quality at all. Um, and you know, our seeded honey has five different, six different seeds in it. And it is a, it's the most difficult product to make. 
That's why not many people make it, mm-hmm. but people love it. Yeah. So, so we do the hot yeah. stuff. You were, so, you, were, you were talking, yes. Yeah, so he, that's okay. No, so he came home and he's like, we need to try something new. So we tried that. And then I really like to cook. Okay. I really like to eat. <laughs> and so I was like, well, let's try other flavors. So that's when we started to do our arbol pepper infused honey. We did our vanilla infused and it just kind of... It was of, just like for you guys? Yeah. Like you were just like, let's test it yeah, out? let's test it out. Exactly. Let's okay. try it and see if people like it. And we liked it. And so it just, that's really what kind of started us. Awesome. Yeah. So so what, what do we figure out as far as the competition? I mean, what did you, you guys made some adjustments? Oh, and then because you, like that, you know, that is a real thing. Yeah. Like when, yeah. when you get in business, you will have competition. Oh, that's right. A la, yeah. you know, the kid down the street that wants to cut your grass for five bucks cheaper. Right. Uh, Amazon, who's a big player, yes. whoever it is, you will, and you will have to, and I, I, you know, I was, uh, I have a mentor that taught me try, fail and adjust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you, you're yeah. going to have to make some shifts. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like IBM started out making, you know, uh, meat slicers and then it was like, you know, time clocks and then computer parts and now I think they're like in consulting yeah. with a little bit of, you yeah, know what I mean? No, so, no. Um, so, how, so like what, what was the next step? Like, like, the, like you once know, we started making things like the cinnamon or the, with the cinnamon and then the arbol chili pepper and the vanilla infused with a full vanilla bean and then the bourbon was bourbon fruit, infused, fruit. pumpkin spice, yeah. once, kind of once we got to like those first five, then we were a thing that people want to come to the farmer's market mm-hmm. and it was it was worth it to come and then i didn't really care if someone else was buying that from the farmer next door great gotcha. Gotcha. i can play well with those near the farmer over there has this buy the fancy fun stuff from us 100 percent. and it started working yeah and because charlotte is such and north carolina is is a foodie you know, this is 10 years ago, yeah, so yeah, yeah. foodie was really in. Yeah. And it really helped because we had a lot of chefs buy our stuff. And we nice. had a lot of people who wanted to try cooking with it. And it was the way we promoted it, and we still believe it 100%, is purpose of our honey is primarily for people who don't like honey. Because if you don't like honey, you will like my cinnamon honey, I guarantee. You will not taste the honey in it. And so it's a way for people who don't like honey to cut back on white sugar to get you know some sweetness it's a way for parents to give their kids like our cocoa honey or lemon yeah no dairies in it it's a way for parents to kind of move their kids away from white sugar and give them something healthy and that's sort of how we started and what we still believe i love that i uh i'm I'm reading a book right now called uh, blue ocean strategy and it talks about like in an in an ocean where there's a lot of competition the water's not blue, it's red, mm-hmm. right? right? So yeah. you want to find a, 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 an area of the ocean where it's blue, yeah. and it's like, that's what you guys found. Yeah. Like, you you, yeah. you, didn't, you didn't care about, like, you know, Sally McGee selling her, you know, honey to make an extra thousand bucks to go to the beach that year. Mm-hmm. You were like, you know what, let's create a, a niche product mm-hmm. within this segment. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the most important thing for your listeners who are thinking of starting a business is, do what you're good at. That's good. Um, because, you know, we're a lot of people want to get into it and they just kind of want to own it and they want to control all of it. And one of the first things, so we had we had a household moving company. And 20 years. 20 years. How, how, how did you guys get into that? Well, I grew up, I, my grandfather started a moving company in 1940. Okay. And so I grew up doing that as a kid. And before job, I left for the army, job. you know, I worked there from the time I was 13 till. 18, okay. And then um, went to the Army, came out, went to school full-time, got my business degree, 
stayed at the bank. I was at the bank about 10 years. And I was okay. like, I'm going to die. And I'm, you know, I was a, a glorified paper pusher. I'm a blue collar kid that had a the college degree. And so I went out and bought a truck. Uh-huh. And I was worried about down. I was worried about downsizes. Well, that yeah, was, because he was, you were kind of in technology at that point, yeah. like a business sort person, of. and everything was being outsourced. And so he came home one day, and he's like, you know, it's quite possible I'm going to lose my job at some point. You so know, I went out and bought a $7,000 truck with 400,000 miles on it and started moving people. And before long, I was doing $10,000 moving jobs with a $7,000 truck, you know, week after week. And yeah. a year into it, I was making more from 4 o'clock at night until midnight doing the moving than I was in my regular job. Okay. And then I, I pushed it for four years. Nice. And it wore me out, but I did it for four years and, and then got a good customer base going. And then... What did you learn from that? Like well, the, what I learned like, was when the like bank the, offered me six-tenths of one percent raise because they were all having to do budget cuts. I'm like, we just spent more money talking about it in this one-hour meeting than I'm going to earn. You know, I was making like 80 yeah. at the time, so it's $800 a year. I don't know what it was. Yeah. And so um, that's what I learned was you go out and, you know, you got to make your own crowd. Yeah. So I, keep, I say all the time, and you do a, if you do a good product just that much better than the competition mm. at either the same price or just that much less, yeah. people will be the path to your door. Because mm. people will seek quality. Mm-hmm. And you just cannot, you cannot skimp on quality. It's a very right. good point. Period. Right. And that could be quality customer service. Yep. It's quality product. It's the way you answer the phone. It's the way you look when you it's show your employees. up. It's your yeah. employees. Yeah. Everything. Everything is a message. So, so you, ha- you got that experience and then obviously, you know, I'm sure you infused that into, you know, Cloyster Honey and, you know. Well, technically. So what happened was. No. So. So we, we'd always been in management at the bank, you know, so we thought we knew what business was, uh-huh. but it's not until you actually try to run a business that you realize how much you don't know. Yeah. It's sort of like the first time you have a child. You think you know everything about life, you have a baby, you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. And that's kind of the way it was yeah, there's business. A, there's no handbook for this. There's yeah. no handbook. There really isn't. But that being said, we read a book. It was called, it, we sell it to everyone. It's called The E-Myth, The Entrepreneurial Myth. Uh-huh. We hate it. It, Randall hated every. I've heard of that. It's I, only got 120 pages. He hated it's, it's, it's that because thick. it told him every everything they said to do or not to do is what he didn't do or did in the moving company. Yeah, so I did the moving company completely backwards. You know, it's yes, like, completely backwards. And the moving company was okay, successful, sure. but not greatly successful. Sure. It, it plugged along, and we it plugged we along for 20 years. Yeah. Yes. So mm-hmm. then, when it came to the honey company. We wanted to approach it a little differently. Okay. And that's where we really learned, um, <clears throat> know what you're good at. And Randall and I are two completely different people. Okay. And it's what am I good at and what is he good at. Talk about that for a second. Well, he is more an extroverted than I am. I mean, he's not an extrovert like you are, but he's... he's not mind talking to people. He doesn't so mind. You know, I'm the books person. I'm kind of the control person. I like quality. Sure. I kind of have my lane. I, sure. I'm really good in it. And he is a little bit more fluid. And so he is really good at sales. He's really good at talking to people. So one of the, I think the number one thing we took from the E-Myth, and we did it right when we started, was they say, create an org chart for what you want your business to look like. And then you put your name in pencil in as many of those boxes as you need to. 
But at some point, your name comes out of that box. Sure. And if you go into it with the mentality of, I'm not always going to be the baker of the pie. It's my grandmother's recipe. I love it. I love baking. And you can decide that you are there. But if you are in the in the box that bakes the pies, you cannot be in the other boxes. Like mm. you maybe aren't in the finance box. But if you're like, I really like making the pie, but I just kind of like doing it as a hobby, then you hire someone to do it because that's where the business will grow. If you hold on to every aspect of it, the business is going to grow because you're holding too tight. You're holding too tight and you're probably doing things you're not very good at. Yeah. So ultimately, sometimes it comes down to, you know, a conversation about pricing and it's how does it affect finance? How does it affect sales? And if it's, you know, and then sometimes I have to turn to them and say, you're a sales guy. You know what the budget is. You know yep. what we should be bringing in. Yep. If you want to, you know, make that deal, that's fine. You know, that's a, you know, like my, like a, my mind is racing with, you know, I, there's a, there's an analogy that I heard a long time ago. It's a, it's like a, it's called the spider monkey mentality where, you know, the way, like in the jungles, they would catch these spider monkeys is they would hollow out this gourd and put a little fruit in it <laughs> yeah. and, you know, it would put his hand in it and grab the fruit, but because of the fist, uh, it, it can't get mm-hmm. it out. Yeah. And, you know, when you try to do too much yeah. in a business, yeah. um, it will limit yourself. Mm-hmm. Another part of what you said that I, I love, it's, um, you know, you, you, in the beginning, you do have to wear multiple mm-hmm. roles, but yeah. in order to scale a business, yeah. you, you have to start delegating, you know what I mean? And, yeah. you know, that, that doesn't mean you're not overseeing and making yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. you know, but, but you can't do everything, yeah. That's right. you know, and you know, you do need to stay in, a, in your lane. I mean, I'll give you an example with our business. We got into um, seasonings and, and some food products because I was going into these restaurants and like the same jug of oil was everywhere. Was at every, and yeah. I'm like, I'm seeing seven jugs of oil at every restaurant. If I make 50 cents or a dollar on every jug, I can pay for the fuel of the truck that day with just this jug of oil. Yeah. And then the paper's profit. Yeah. And you know, we we started we started getting into oil and sugar and salt and we still have a couple of those things but then, but then we got into seasonings and you know it just it just we didn't know what was sell I mean, we we couldn't push it we yeah. couldn't train as good yeah. and then we're like you know what we just need to do paper like yeah. we're we're like this is what we're good at like this is what we know we've you know we've done it for you know years now and so um, yeah just knowing what you're good at yeah, and it's having have, roles yeah you have to know your lane whether your lane is it's a particular product or it's a particular service or it's your position Job. and yep. your strength within the organization you have to know the lane sometimes the lane can change and that's perfectly fine it's just a conscious decision to go in a different direction for our product and, and then also uh, that also depends on how big you want the company to mm-hmm. be yeah. I mean, yeah. if you want a little small business, okay, you can wear all the hats. You want a hobby? Budget. Or you want a business. Exactly. Right. And there's two different things. 100%. Yes. And you can do, you can make a good living at a hobby. And lots of people do. Sure. Yeah. There is absolutely nothing wrong with it. It's, um, it's just kind of knowing what you want. What you want. Yeah. I yeah. love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So, so, we, so, we, did, so we did the honey company or the, we had the moving company from 2000 until 19. Okay. And we started the honey company in Really like nine, ten, because mm-hmm. six, seven, eight were just kind of growing. Like 10, yeah. yeah. And once we were able to start selling this, we decided to go to Atlanta, mm-hmm. and we went to the the Mart, the, uh, the America's Mart. America's Mart. Okay. It's a when you hear people, primarily store owners, a lot of them ladies, say, "We're going to market." 
Okay. When you go into market, it's either Atlanta, Dallas, New York, Minneapolis, Vegas. Okay. Um, and in Atlanta, they've got there's five, four or five buildings, and there's twenty thousand vendors. Yeah. What? Oh, and everything from baby clothes to. Is it like once a year or something? Uh, twice a year. Twice a year. Well, it's two clothes, huge, to two. luggages, to t-shirts, you, you to collegiate wear, to it's everything. market, and there will be someone selling 400 different styles of cover, phone, phone cover. There's someone selling 300 different patterns of the same cup, or you yeah. put it on six different cups. And there's almost nothing, it changes your whole world, there's almost nothing you can look around and go, oh, that's nice. It's at market, and there are, you can order ten thousand of them. It's yeah. It's not. It just changes your. It warps your entire world. So it's where store owners go to buy product for their store. Mm -hmm. Okay. So whether it's a gourmet food store or it's a yeah, I see this. The southern spider. Yeah. A gourmet food store or it's a um, a, a nature store, a bird, a store that sells uh, bird uh -huh. houses. Uh -huh. um, uh, a, Table linens, just everything is there. There'll be a store that has 400 different versions of this, different fabric, different size box, different shape. Yeah. And people go and say, I want six of these for Easter, 12 of these for Mother's Day, 40 of these at Christmas time. Okay. With this color, this decoration, this flavor, this. And that's where we get a lot of our wholesale and customers. And so. And they're gourmet food stores. And those are expensive. And the, I mean, the shows are seven eight thousand dollars to to go set up to go set up okay. just for the space a 10 by 10 just for, for the space four days. not your stuff in the space so if you're walking and spending ten thousand dollars by the time you do hotel and food and sure. down there sure drayage moving in moving out for four days mm -hmm. it that separates the hobbies from the business yeah now you can still have a hobby if you just keep dumping money into it and never make money but after so we did it for we've done it now for 12 years mm -hmm. and Probably the second year we started, first year we started breaking even. Mm -hmm. We could break even the product. And then, but you need to be making multiples. You need to be selling 20, 30, 40 at a show. Yeah. And then those people go back home, they order, you ship, and then hope that they reorder two more times during the year. Okay. So that's how the business starts to grow. Gotcha. And then um, and we were doing all this out of our house, at, out of one bedroom and a garage. Okay. And, and you um, were there for how long? Until fourteen. Yeah, until fourteen. Fourteen. So, so five years. Four five years. years. Yeah. So we still which, which is a good point to everybody. Uh -huh. yeah, like, yeah. Listen, oh, yeah. like keep it I mean, I, I don't think to this day we have eighteen employees, mm -hmm. maybe like six in the office. I don't think to this day we've bought a desk. Yeah. 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 Like my dad mm -hmm. had four right. four desks yeah. from restaurants he opened and closed. Yes. We snagged those. Um I think all of our chairs I found like on market, like you yeah. know, like basically marketplace for like you know, yeah. you know, <laughs> five of them for like a hundred bucks, like yeah. you know, because some motels going out of business. I mean, like literally, so yeah. we, we bootstrapped we too. Bootstrap. You know what I mean? And so and so, yeah, like it's cool to have an office in Uptown. It's mm -hmm. cool to have a state of the art warehouse. But like in the beginning, yeah, do right. what you can with what you can. That's How right. many jars do you have to sell at? That's what Six dollars to, to pay everything. for that rent. Yes, you have to look at That's everything as in, as in what do I need to sell in order to pay for that one thing, whether that's a chair, a nice desk, whatever it is. It all costs Absolutely. money. And I think a lot of people do get into it sort of with the, 
they like the projection of the image, sure. the way they're going to be. Yeah. And you have to realize, no, to be successful, you're not going to be yeah. that way. They want the BMW and the Rolex. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, sorry. Year exactly. one. As a friend in the, in the warehouse, we'll show you later, it's, you know, it's 6,000 square feet and it's full of stuff. And a friend of ours that rents another one of our warehouses from us came in not too long ago and looks around and he goes, not too long ago, all of this was cash. Yeah. And you're like, it just, you're like, yeah, it's got to move. We got to keep this stuff moving because it's, it's money. It's just dollar bills sitting there. Yeah. Everything is. Yeah. And I think that, you know, that still goes back mm-hmm. to know your lane. And yeah. if you're a person and you know, you and I talked yesterday on the phone and I said, I consider us business owners, not necessarily entrepreneurs, although, because to me, and this is just my personal opinion, entrepreneur is this term that people use to in some ways kind of talk about creativity. Um, and, and sometimes it's people who like to start things, but sometimes when you're a business owner for many years, you're going to start and work it before you finish it. And you have to do that whole range. So go into it understanding it's hard work. You just can't say, I've got this idea. I'm going to sit here at a desk and customers are going to come to me because they think my idea is great. (laughs) We are in an environment with all social media and, you know, 18 year olds making billions of dollars sure it's it's an anomaly it and is you cannot I'm... hold yourself to that value or to that esteem and whether you're 18 or 21 or 51 it, it's it's the oddity that that ever occurs and there's a lot of backing for that yeah and i mean you know it, it just my you know i i always i encourage everybody just Start a business, t-shirt business. Like, I mean, I was getting my car washed yesterday, and the and the, the two young guys came up to me, and we were just talking a little bit, and you know, hey, what do you do? This and that. You know, I was dressed nice, and mm-hmm. they were like, yeah, I wanna, I wanna start a business. I'm like, do it, mm-hmm. do it, like do it, learn from it because you will learn something, no matter how it goes. You, you might will learn, learn. You don't like it. Yeah. 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 True. True. You, you may learn. You just want to work for something. You, you might. You do learn. A job. I don't like to work. Hunter, I mean, listen. The, the, the number seven guy at Facebook or gal at Facebook, they do well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Most overnight success success stories have been at it for at least 10 years. Yeah. Isn't that so interesting? It's takes, yeah. It's just, yeah. Because every level, like when you, we graduated yeah. from farmer's market to, and then we went to uh, Atherton Meal. Right. And we're like, oh, this is great. Look at this. Well, then you have to. We, we don't have to bring a ta- we don't yeah. have to bring a table in. We don't bring a table yeah, This is great. We have a space. Yeah. We we paid for a space on two hundred dollars a month or something right. that we built. And, was, and then we went from after to meal to market. And we were in like a and we're like five by ten. Yeah, ten, yeah. You know, middle booth in the back, and we were like, this is great. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah, you're fired up at every level. But now and, you but, do but that at, for three but years. But at every level, the competition that you're is. At least where you are, and when you step in, you're the weakest one at that level. Eat or be eaten, and you got to learn pretty quick. Yeah. And so, it's it never gets easy. So if you don't like competition and disappointment, business is not working. That is true. And you know what? I like the fact that I I like to look up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because like you can become a big fish in a small pond when you always look down. That's right. Yeah. Right. So I I always like looking up like. Okay, cool. Like we need to get to X amount of people on our YouTube channel. Or we need yeah. X yeah. amount of sales. Or we, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like y'all, like you haven't arrived yet. So it right. it, it it keeps the spirit of like right. uh, that drive going. You and, know what I mean? And you do well if you recognize that you never really arrive. 
That is true. It's always the journey. Yeah, it really, really is because you'll never be, if you're good, I mean, yes, you might get to the point where then somebody wants to buy you. Sure. And they come to you and they say, I'm going to buy you. And you can say, okay, now I've arrived. But you're then going to say, now where do I go? Yeah. Okay, now what am I Business is very different than sport. Yeah. Sport, there's an end. That's right. Time will run out. Yeah. Business, you can, Mm -hmm. as long as you want, play in the game. That's right. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah, there's so it, it helps um, the aging process too because you can start young, you can start at seventy. You yeah. can you can start at any age and you can do this for as long as you want. Hundred percent. Colonel yeah. Sanders with KFC started in his sixties yeah. or seventies, I think. Yeah. That's a great yeah. story. Yeah. And so um, awesome. All right. Um, anything else? Anything else? I mean, well, let's let's fast forward a little bit. You guys market. You started getting your name out there. Uh-huh. You started getting wholesalers. Um, you know, any other pivots or any other mindset shifts, you know, as you guys progress over the last 10, 11 14, years? Yeah. Uh, probably, 14, yeah. 15. Yeah. Yeah, so we were, we, we got the business, we're doing pretty decent. We had about five employees at okay. the house, and it was killing Joanne because she was still at the bank. She was still banking. Okay. Making, making good money, really okay. good money. Yeah. And so the, we didn't have the pressure on us because we had the honey company and the moving company. Okay. So we're, we're doing okay. And then, so December and she was just the bank is just it's a very misogynistic world out here and she was senior management but still it never changed if you're not the top dog it's not great and uh, she came in on a Wednesday night and uh, and she was just upset she go I don't know how long I can keep doing this job and I'm like whatever you decide I'll be okay Thursday morning 11 o'clock you're, you're already full time well I, I had the honey comp I was I had he the money the, moving company yeah was he was full time Southern yeah. moving. Yeah. Okay. And we were kind of managing hunting together. Yeah. Okay. But the moving was full time. And uh, she comes in Thursday morning, 11 o'clock. I'm at home and this desk was at the house. And I'm sitting at the desk and she walks in. And I said, are we going to lunch? She had a box in her and she goes, I just quit. <laughs> it was the best feeling in the world. Oh my gosh. I love that. Yes. So what, so what was that I was like? thrilled. He was petrified. Uh, it was he, I horrible. mean, it caused... We fought for we like fought. six months because we talked about it a little bit. We talked about it, and he just—he was like, "This I is never going to be a business. I don't know how we could ever do this." Do you know how many thousands of jars? And then finally, I just got to the point. Yeah, he's you like, know how, "How many? You were, you were how thinking the numbers. Of yeah. jars it'll take to replace your. Do you know how many tens of thousands of jars we have to sell every month yeah. or every year yeah. to make this work? Yeah, but I was like, "We will." I was like, "We will," and you know what? You give me six months. I've given you whatever you need yeah. for your southern moving and. You give me six months. Looking back it, now. In six months, if it does, if we're not going into our savings account. Yeah. Um, that was a rule. We couldn't go into investments. We couldn't go into savings. Okay. Right. We had to right. bootstrap and but, figure I mean, it out. And I think that's something we tell everyone that wants to start a business is start it. Start it as a hobby. Yeah. Start it while you're making money off of somebody else. Yeah. Because it's what gives you, uh, it gives you a little bit of peace of mind. Sure. And I know you hate that day job and you're doing this and I know you're tired and I know you're working till 11 and 12 o'clock at night but you're learning so much and at the same time you're you know not having the crush of making money over your head you know how profitable am I Mm -hmm. is going to give you this freedom to continue and when that time comes and they're butting up against each other and you're feeling that friction then you leave okay you got to feel that friction it's a really good point friction creates fire Without it, you just... 
I thought we were going to be bankrupt and lose our cars. Oh, house. he had us living out of the car. The kids would never go to college. In, in your mind, oh, Norm. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh. House is gone. Everything's gone. We're sleeping in the car. Kids are not, you know, they're penniless on a street corner. And I never felt that way. But now, he definitely did. Now, okay. So at the time, mm-hmm. at the time you were thinking, at the time, you know, and, mm-hmm. and Joanne, you were, you know, maybe not as much, but looking back, because like that could be a very big decision. For oh, yes. I mean, it's a oh, big yes. decision. We so not be here. Have, looking, a, have an escape plan. Have looking a plan. back, what did you learn from that? What advice could you give to somebody? Like, is there anything? You know, make sure you have savings. Like, what 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 would you recommend for Mary? For, Mary Smart. <laughs> Mary up. Mary up. <laughs> and so, I would I recommend to anyone. Because hindsight's twenty twenty, so like that, that, now now right. we've played it out. That's right. You guys have an awesome business. Yes, but at the time you didn't know. No. Yeah. Right. So what? Right. What? I believed. hundred percent. But I didn't know. Correct. So I, like I said, you have a, you have to have a plan B in life. You always have to have a plan B. So if you're going to, so here, my recommendations. If you're going to dive into a business. Know what your out plan is. Know if it doesn't work, set yourself some sort of a goal. Yeah. It helps your partner in crime. Yeah. Know that you're project that you're thinking out there and that you're not going to just flounder for a year. So no, here's what I'm gonna do. If in ten months I'm not we we both don't feel comfortable about this, I'm not making money, I'm whatever, we're going into our savings too much. I'll go back to what I do or that's number one. Number two is and this is really hard. Be realistic about what you're offering. Yeah. Everybody oh we talk to. Everybody. Everybody. Everybody starting start a small business, new business. Everybody loves my product. Everybody. everybody loves. Oh yeah, no. So and so is going to buy it. I'm going to get in this store. I'm going to get in all of the Harris Teeters. I'm going to Whole Foods. Be realistic about your product. Yeah. You're not the only seasoning company out there. You're not the only honey company. You're not the only company. <laughs> when we got out into Whole Foods, company. we were high five and we we thought this is the deal. <laughs> this is. Like, we made if, it. If we made it. Champagne. Done. <laughs> right. Let me let me go pick out. Let me yeah. go pick out the pork. And then what you know, find, right. And then what you find out is Whole Foods changes grocery managers every like three that. months. And mm. if you that grocery manager might like you, the next grocery manager that has never heard of you and he's going to bring in the people like, that or, that he knows. Right. Yes. Right. Or, and so you disappear. You know what? You had this much of a shelf, and then they stopped ordering. You got that much of a shelf, and as you know, the next product goes on that shelf, and you lose shelf space. So be realistic about, no, you know what, we're not all like, we're not all bringing iPods to the table, right? A lot of what most of us do is what other people have done. Sure. And so you can improve on what they've done, but it's not brand new. And if you are bringing something totally brand new, you have to understand the market is slow to adapt and you're going to get people like, this is great. And also... Go to a farmer's market. Talk to people because your friends and family have told you what you wanted to hear. Yeah, they think you're brilliant. They you, think this is wonderful or beautiful. Your people. You couldn't think anything incredible, wrong. Incredible, right? You need to work for somebody that doesn't like you, and you need to sell to people that don't really want that your product. That don't really want your product. You don't have money that they could spend on anything they want in this room. What makes them vote with your money? Yeah. yeah. What but makes I'll them vote for that. you with your money? With their money? Take uh, mention this. You 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 brought it up, but relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's manager at a store, whether it's a yeah. wholesaler, whether it's a restaurant, the importance of relationships in business. 
Yeah, go ahead. We're the sales guy. It's, it's non-stop. I mean, yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people, once they get your product, they just, you don't have to talk to them ever again. And then so many on the initial sales, you just got a handhold. But you just don't, you need to under-promise and over-deliver just a little bit. Yeah. And it sounds, so many people just promise everything, but just... Yeah. If you give somebody a product that's a, just a little bit better than they think it is, they're going to be so impressed. Yep. Um, but and I mean, understand, you know, where your product is either the same as someone else or maybe not equal to. And I'm, you know, not necessarily in food products, but maybe in services. You know, there may be somebody out there that is a little better at what you do. Understand why they're better. Yeah. Try and to learn from it. try to learn from it. And. We, Randall has a, a saying, it's, um, if you can't fix it, feature it. And so try to understand, like, why you're different. And maybe I can't fix it because I don't have the same money they have. But here's what I bring. I bring customer service. Sure. I bring, every time you call, I'm the person who's going to pick up the that's phone. True, yeah. And that's what we can offer is we don't outsource a single product. Well, our honey straw, somebody does that part for us. So the honey but otherwise, we touch every single jar we put the labels on we put the seals on the jar we put the honey in the jar we taste every bucket of honey we buy from a beekeeper we taste it we know what it tastes like and so we're not huge but what you've got is you really have somebody who knows their product inside and out I love that. and so understand that value that you bring and don't be afraid of it don't be afraid if somebody else is a little different than you maybe a little better it's okay yeah. Yeah. And as you grow in further relationships, I, is you can be taken advantage of by distributors all the time. Mm -hmm. And my pretty much my role is screw distributors. I mean, they just they're they're not your friends at in any way, shape, or form for the most part. Yeah, we dealt with a couple, and we dealt with a couple of national sales groups that are really good. But it took we didn't go with a single sales group for last nine January. years, 10 years. Till we, not last January. We sold every jar for 10 years. Direct sales. Direct sales. Direct sales. Yeah, the whole, either wholesale or retail on our website. And and we finally, <clears throat> not caved in, but we they, they approached us. You know, you get approached all the time, especially when you're, when you, you got a pretty it. good product and you don't know what you've got, if your quality's good. There's good people come and they'll hit you with fees and they're, they're just gonna feed you to death. And at some point you grow up and you go like, Here's my product, and here's what I'm willing to give you, 15%, and that's it. You sell, I'll pay you 15%. If I sell to those customers after you sell, I'm keeping it. Yeah. Because you didn't make the sale. You know, so um, you got to be proud of your product, but yeah. you got to deliver a, a, a strong product. But the, and, and that all that hard work helps because then mm -hmm. you understand the sales process. Yeah. You understand every single pushback somebody has given you. You've figured out how to work through and it, you how to work to around it. it, how to change your product. Um, when you are only in it for a year, you really, I know everybody thinks they do, but you really don't know. You don't know the product. You don't, you don't know your product. The, the public will push back. That's good. It's a really good point. I, I know just my, you know, years of, of business and customers and all that, it's just, you know, relationships and that, that salesperson to the owner relationship. It's everything. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's, it's like you then become a friend. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're a salesperson number two. Right. And it's like, oh, you know, here's Nick, my buddy. And, right. and let's talk soccer, kids, baseball, vacation, business. Yeah. And then, oh, by the way, you need anything for tomorrow? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And the way we stay, stay with our sales groups, because we have a sales group that covers east of the Mississippi, some in Wisconsin, the middle of America, and then some in the uh, West Coast. Uh -huh. And we have a chat feature that 
everyone can use, retail or wholesale. Yep. And we tell the salespeople, if you get stuck and you're a customer, you can't answer a question, you hit the chat, it pops in her, her computer and phone and my computer and phone. Nice. One of us will answer in 20 seconds. Nice. And they're like, what about this? And boom, it's they're t- or they can call us, but the chat works really well when nice. I have a sales pitch. With, yeah. Because those salespeople are going out and they're selling 40 products. Yep. And they keep pulling things out of the bag and they pull pe- things out of the bag until people run out of money. You know, do you want to hand me this or something yeah. like this? And, uh, so you yeah. want to get out of that bag. And, and I think really what we're saying is the way we started, and everybody does it differently. It's just what we were comfortable sure. with. We grassroots root, grass rooted this whole thing. This was all we started in Charlotte. It's a great city to start businesses in. They're yeah. super supportive community. Slowly, we didn't go straight to ads. We yeah. didn't say we're looking for an investor. We want angel, and an angel investor is going to put money because we're going to grow because then we're going to sell. We never went into it with that idea right. that this is going to be fast. Yeah. We didn't know how slow it would be, yeah. but we never went in and right. said, yeah, in two years, we're going to, you know, have this much money and yeah. we're going to build this and sell. And a lot of people do, and it's difficult, very difficult to do. Yeah, you're, you're putting a lot of stress mm-hmm. on yourself because yes. a lot of stuff is in your control. Some of it is not. Oh, right. Yeah. And <laughs> we can even talk a simple thing, glass. So for example, we have a product, we use glass. Uh, we sell one product, one product in plastic well, and food service size. Glass comes from China. We don't make, we, the United States does not make glass. Yeah. So it comes from China, Taiwan. Yeah. Um, so when you have the economy that we have, when you've got politics involved that we can't control, all yeah. of a sudden tariffs are going on things from China. Yeah. 45% increase in glass. Yeah. 45%. Do you raise your pro- the price of your product now? Who wants to pay 45% more for this product? You absorb the glass, yeah. So understand that the, that resources external to yourself will also impact. Yeah, this jar is about 20, about, about a quarter a jar. And we buy. 50,000 of these jars a year. Yeah. Where's that, you know? It's, yeah. And, it, yeah. and everything, every, everything that came out of China. Yeah. I mean, trust me, I mean, we're all, gloves. Oh, yeah, yes. without that, you faced it with That's your right. gloves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, every glove is yeah. made overseas. Right. And so right. now you're talking about every vinyl, latex, polynitrile glove is four, five X, mm-hmm. like what it was, and then you can't get a hold of them, and right. then they're only selling to medical facilities, and so. Right. And then yeah, it's we, sitting on a truck, uh, sitting on a cargo ship and now the truckers are on strike and they're not taking anything off of the yeah we're, we're still dealing with that oh, i mean yeah. the food business yeah, is, is, yeah you know it's been uh it's been i mean but you know what like it, it's that's part of the job yeah like you take the good with the not so good yeah. right you know so. and i think that's a slow progression of growth helps you prepare for things like that yeah um i think if you start right in and you're like I'm gonna buy 50,000 jars right now because I can get them at 20 cents a jar um, without really having kind of that knowledge of what could impact it. I yeah. think that's where people start to fail. That stress point becomes you know, bigger, that fissure becomes bigger and bigger, yeah. and then that stress is on top of you. Not good. You hate it, and I then, hate this job. And then in 2018, she told me we're starting a hemp company. Yes. So you guys have that too? Mm-hmm. Yep. So what, what, what's, what's happening here? What, oh, so we, I do, we do a CBD infused honey. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how, yeah. how does that work? So do you know anything about CBD? Uh, very little. All right, so CBD is non-psychoactive. It comes from the hemp plant, okay. which is a strain of cannabis. Okay. And it has 
properties to help, you know, it's been proven to help with anxiety, it helps with um, uh, tremors, help with neuralgia. Neuralgia? I can't even say Neuropathy. That. Neuropathy and hands and stuff. Okay. Like that. So this is and, a line of yeah. push running? Totally separate company. Totally separate company. Wholly owned by us. Yes. Um, and so it started because we have a product, Honey, that I thought we could add something to it that yeah. could also help a different demographic sure. or a different line of people that need it. Sure. And so that's sort of how we started. So, so how? So if people are interested in this, you have a separate website, separate yeah. company, Great River Hemp Company. Completely separate company. But again, Great River Hemp. Yeah. Dot com. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Love. But I guess it's the same thing. It's kind of what spin off of yeah. Spin-off, yeah. But again, once you've been traveling down the road a while. Then you know what? You can take that little off ramp. Diversify a little bit. Yeah, because yeah, you know. See what, what happens. Yeah. Right. And it's right. it's very small, but it's profitable because we don't there's not a lot of development has to go into this. And we're looking at new new offerings and then if cannabis when cannabis comes to uh, North Carolina, we'll be ready. Yeah. And I love that. we'll we'll branch off in that direction. Yeah, I love so that's that. the same thing for, you know, the folks that are thinking of starting a business is keep you know, stay aware of what's happening in the future. Yeah. So you'll see like accountants today. Accountants are learning about the cannabis industry because in North Carolina, growing hemp because we have all this farmland. So you're starting to see that they're looking for niches. So it's the same thing. It doesn't have to be, this could be anything. Yeah, I love it's that. just kind of think, look, read what's happening, look at your competition, kind of look at the future, see what's, what's possible. I love that. This was awesome. Good. This Thank was awesome. You. Randall, Joanne, I, I am, I, uh, first off, I know much more <laughs> about, bees. about bees and hives and, you know, the roles of the male and, you know, mm-hmm. the, the fun activities there and, you know, but uh, this was awesome. I love it. You guys have such an amazing business. Um, and you know what? It doesn't surprise me why you have a, such an amazing business because you guys understand. You have you have the mindset you know what you're doing you know what path you want like it's um i just love it i love it so cloister honey if you guys have not tried the product buy it go online um you know obviously we have the spin-off great river hemp coupon yeah what's your so put a coupon out there what's something real quick you can do it's uh paper trail paper trail 20. okay paper trail 20. paper trails we'll do paper trails with an s 20. okay Okay. so 20 20%, 20% off look at look at that yeah. listen for all you loyal viewers that stayed till the end we're hooking you up okay so um you know put that you know on on their website on the in the when and you're the ordering, when you're ordering a, a coupon code, which is cloisterhoney.com yeah. or Great River Hemp, either one. So and um, and you know go on there, follow these guys. What uh, you know what is an Instagram and yep, Instagram, Facebook. It's like Cloister Honey One and Facebook. It's at Cloister Honey on Perfect. Instagram and Twitter. Follow these guys. Um, love it, yeah. love it. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for the time, Thank and you. Uh, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you guys so much. The restaurants you love, the food you crave, and the people that make it all happen. We tell their stories on the Paper Trails podcast with Albemarle Paper Supply.